Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Thursday's Tennis Podcast, the podcast that brings you the scenes you want to see so much that inspired a TV show every Friday night on BBC Scotland. It's a Thursday patter pod as you're joined by me, Graham Thillis, and bringing the top drawer hot to trot content that you've come to expect. I've got Andy Harrow. Hiya. And Twitter's very own Robert Bothwick. Hello. Uh, as it's a Thursday, um, and we've actually already covered talking about football this week, um, I think we'll just kind of do a, a, we'll do a speed round of last night's fixtures. Um, and try and get through it as quickly as possible so we can talk about things that are more fun than that, really. Getting through hearts, getting pumped again in Glasgow <laughs> uh, very quickly sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, so we'll actually, go speed yeah. round that. So yeah, we'll start right there. Um, uh, Rangers 3, Hearts nil with Defoe, Goldson and Arfield scoring for Rangers. Yeah, Hearts were fucking pish. Ah, it's the most predictable uh, result and performance that you could possibly expect from a midweek fi- uh, fixture. It yeah. was... Hearts going to uh, Glasgow, playing one up front, the one being Craig Whiten, uh, six in the midfield uh, and playing three at the back. And obviously none of them had any form of confidence uh, going into it because it's Hearts in Glasgow under Craig Levine. Craig Levine um, has won once in Glasgow, drawn three times and lost 19 times in his managerial career. Just on top of that as well, it's Craig Levine's Hearts team before a derby as well. Ah, exactly, which, which meant that basically... He couldn't give a fuck. No. He was just waiting for the derby because, I, I, for me, that was a free hit yeah. that Hearts failed to take. They could have played two up front. They could have just tried something they different. They just started Keener, who came on and looked far more... Uh, him and Whiten, I think, as a front two would actually be quite reasonable because Whiten's got a, bit of, got a bit of ability. But every time... There was a few times Hearts broke 
and just there was just no pace in the game at all. It's, it's getting harder and harder to to look past Aidan Keener now as being the alternate mm. off the bench. You know, we, we've got Stephen McLean, uh, Craig Whiting, as you said, obviously started the last couple, but Keener, every time he's come on, has shown promise. He's got a good touch. He likes to drop deep. He can hit from distance. Uh, his goal against Hawking Leck was him in the box, taking a couple he, of touches. He, he knows how to play football. He knows how to play as a striker. Um, whereas Craig Whiting... His best position is probably off the left in the front three. He's not a centre-forward. Um, and that, I called it before the game, as I said, he will be isolated. Hearts won't be able to get anybody's forward and Rangers will steamroll us. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's, I, I was going to say something similar, actually, in, in terms of if, if you were a Hearts fan and you saw that lineup, you'd just think, yeah, well, God, what's the point of going to this? Yeah. Actually, tactically, it doesn't make any sense really to have White up front and if he's, you know, not bothered about it because he's got the, the derby at the weekend, fine to a degree. But yeah, Whiting's just an absolutely pointless choice because the ball's just going to keep coming back all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, from, from a Rangers point of view, it was the perfect game uh, off the back of a disappointing yeah. result. And, they, and the they, looked, they looked pretty good. I mean, as bad as Hearts were, they were zipping it about with a bit of pace, which I haven't really seen from Rangers a lot recently in and around the box. And maybe that is where they can maybe get some benefit out of Defoe that obviously technically is a good footballer and knows how to find space and tight uh, corners or space and uh, space and tight spaces, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Me feel uh, English. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that maybe that, that maybe helps them a wee bit if they're going to play with Defoe. Obviously, the, a stretch game doesn't really suit him as a as a striker and they looked okay and, and it is a for Gerard it, it's good that the his players are able to kind of bounce back from it and, and show something positive again as they've done a few times this season so um, aye but otherwise he can kind of write this game off the, the only other thing I've got to add is that Glenn Kamara was really really good Glenn, Glenn Kamara is really really good yeah, he yeah. was really good when he came on at Parkhead um, he's been really good any time I've seen I thought it was really strange that he didn't start the game at, at Parkhead as really well. strange I, I think he's a cracking signing for Rangers yep. I think he'll properly cement his place in the, the starting 11 soon as well yep so we'll, we'll skip across to Paisley um, where Celtic beats St Mirren 2-0 uh, it's a real mystery as to why Jim Kellerman was chucked out on loan in it <laughs> He sounds like uh, an American talk show host. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he's actually Scottish, but he's been in the US for so long that people, he's, he's a Scottish <laughs> talk, show, talk show host in America, but nobody from Scotland knows who he is. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Uh, Yad. Um, <laughs> I, I think I watched quite a lot of this game. I, I thought what was interesting was, obviously, we, we've sort of spoken before about how Celtic under Lennon obviously are very different from Celtic under Rogers, and they're just they're, they're walking to the title. They're not sleepwalking because I wouldn't go that far, but they're, they're, they're taking a leisurely stroll now towards the title. They're not playing the expansive football that we've seen from Celtic of, uh, of only just a few months ago. And they're just kind of boring to watch now, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if I'm totally honest. Wea was fine. Burke. Burke is a horse. Yeah. <laughs> a t- horse that- in human clothing. Is, is, <laughs> how how all- lucky was he that that uh, way ahead of his judge is going over the line because that miss that he had was Aye. extraordinary and then the miss yeah. when he was putting one on one as well which that, wasn't, it, like, I, that, that wasn't even like he missed it by a little bit he hit, he hit it with his heel yeah. it, nothing makes sense um, but no, Celtic were they won the game and they probably deserved to win the game but they were poor I thought St Mirren showed some signs of fight I think they played actually some reasonable football in the second half as well uh, but obviously the, the goal from Ryan Christie completely yeah. killed the game later for, on for them it's just momentum just now and again you go and you play Celtic and you play okay like it's, it, it doesn't matter you've played fine It's been a, you've had a decent performance 
and Cody Cook still alive. Yeah, yeah, still <laughs> alive and kicking. Uh, Duckins, <laughs> poor Duckins, he's, he's yeah. just not great, is he? Um, but no, I, I think Oren Kearney can take quite a lot from that. I, I think um, they did stand up fairly well against, as I say, a very lukewarm uh, Celtic performance. And the it's, the big benefit for them is that they were playing Celtic, whereas the other two were playing more winnable games. And yep. They've all lost by the same score, so actually they can they can kind of come away from it thinking, right, fine, we've got that terrible fixture right the road, we can kind of move on. Yeah, uh, we'll jump straight to one of them as well as Livingston bodied Aki's two nothing. Um, I think two things really on this, and one is that Aki's have the best kit in the SPFL. Um, they were playing in their third kit, which I think they've worn about three times this season, and it's it's an it's absolutely dynamite, absolutely superb kit. And secondly, please describe it for the last. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, it's yeah. sort of it's white with sort of red. Sort of sideways pinstripes on it. It's oh God, really, no, I have seen that. It's, re- it's really, really nice, but they never wear it for reasons known only for themselves. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have to add is that we are now what six games from the end of the season, and I still, at the end of the season, have no idea whether Ryan Hardy is a top flight striker or not. Yeah, <laughs> still no idea. Like his finish in this game was absolutely wonderful. He gets onto it and he just takes it so early. The goalkeeper's not set. It's a great finish, but again, I've still no idea. His goal scoring record's good, but then yep. I think he could go to an even better team and score less. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's, he suits Livingston so well. The way they play, they play to his strength when he's in the team. I think that's really important. And again, well, at Livingston, he's a different option to all the other strikers that they've got. Whereas yeah. if he goes and he's the first choice striker at, I don't know, Motherwell, I don't know if he'd get that many. Ch- I don't know if he'd get the chances for it, and I don't know if he'd get the the play that he needs from it. He's, he's a different option as a striker at Livingston because he actually scores goals, and he has a striker, yeah. and he has a striker. <laughs> yeah, one of the, uh, uh, the feature we're going to do later on. I had this and then rejected it because it was too serious. But in, in a way, I would sort of <laughs> <laughs> just, just a gentle insight yeah. into what's going to happen later. Yeah. Um, if they could have done it, it would, it would have been quite nice in a way to see Rangers bringing back Hardy for the, the rest of the season for the last five or six games. Because last time they had him in the team, he was used to playing in the Championship, which is obviously a different standard than when you're then going up playing for Rangers. It's a, a different type of game entirely. Given how good he is in the box and the fact he's now had a kind of season of Premiership football, I, I would be interested to see with the fact that Morelos doesn't matter anymore for the rest of the season. And Defoe, I mean, again, what are you really going to learn from Defoe for the next six weeks? If they could have brought him back, it would have been it would have been interesting to see how he would do at that level. And now he's had that that season because he is very good. His close control is excellent. He is very good at finding a bit of space in the box, and he might have done them a a job. But I I, I know what you mean about yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, really, 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 really weird sort of moment for him. But again, it, again, great finishing. Yeah. Again. It, I've run out of superlatives for Craig Alcott as well because his finish as well was absolutely yeah, booming. Yeah. One, one more, one more thing from it is that Slavy officially safe yep. uh, yeah. after winning that game, uh, which is nice because the the basically if if Thanos was just over West Lothian <laughs> and he snapped his fingers, half the Levy teams about to fucking disappear into nothing. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have to completely rebuild. Um, but no, I, I think the the job that Gary Hall's gone in and done there this year mm. since the, the Kenny Miller debacle has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fair play to them, honestly, just, massively. Just to link that perfectly, um, as we all predicted at the end of the season, Kenny Muller's going to be relegated. Yeah. Uh, Dundee got absolutely pumped, 2 nothing by St Johnston, and the Dundee fans are not happy in the slightest. My uh, favourite part of this game was uh, just before Callum Hendry scored the opening goal, Dundee uh, were, were up the other end of the park. Kenny Miller rounded the goalkeeper, right. and they still managed to not <laughs> score. It is um, unbelievable. I, 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 honestly, I was watching it, um, and I, I burst out laughing. Like audible laughter, actually like belly laughs, <laughs> but just how toothless they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, toothless is a 
a word you can use for, for strikers and up front so often, but they're toothless everywhere. Yeah. The defence, the midfield, everything about them is bad. Yeah. Um, and they're only going one way, whereas with St Mirren you see some kicks of life. Dundee, you don't see it at all. As, as well as that, with Dundee, the, Dundee's bench looked better than the team that was playing. Aye, Nelson. You, you had Nelson, Dales, Wright, Curran, and even, as you're saying, Toothless, had Kasunga on the bench. And I know we've talked about Kasunga at length and the mistakes he makes and how he's a bomb scared, but again, he's an absolute unit and he fights in a game. And Dundee, as you say, absolutely toothless. And McIntyre looks like, you know, you get, Stuart McCall had it as well, and Levine has had phases of it as well. They've been at a club for so long and you just can't, you've run out of ways in which to change it. Mm, yeah. But he's been there for like four months <laughs> and he's run out, it gives that impression of I don't know what else to do so I'll just chuck these boys in and then change that and then that'll be fine for this week and then hopefully we'll, we'll win the game. Ah, yeah. If he costs me a Dundee Derby playoff, I'm going to be fucking furious. <laughs> it's not It's not quite mix out United, but it's getting close to that now. Um, as I say, leaving Nelson and Wright on the bench, it's yeah. just mental. I mean, he was sold out a wee bit by the fact that Horsfield had a horrible game where he was at fault, basically for both But, games, I, but again, why are you playing Horsfield? Well, I know, I know. I, I mean, that's the thing. Ultimately, it comes down to him because he picks the team and, sorry, as you say, a lot of the, their better yeah. players seem to be on the bench, but... Yeah, I mean, the the first goal, Horsfield wasn't paying any attention uh, at the back post, and then at the second one, it, it just was beaten so easily. Uh, yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, the, the, yeah, they don't have any... There's there no signs of life for Dundee at all. You can't really see... And, and because all the fans seem to be against it as well, we feel with St Mirren, the fans haven't totally turned against no. Kearney or the Aye. team generally. Like, whereas Dundee, it seems like that atmosphere is just... because Oren Kearney just is kind of like a sound teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he literally yeah. is. He <laughs> literally is. Yeah. There's a reason why yeah. he comes across like a teacher. A literal substitute teacher. Yeah. Um, but but again, they've, they've done just enough and always, like, even just having Adam Hamill for, like, 25 minutes over the course of a season just in that period of the season just gave them enough to be like do you know what maybe we can get out of this maybe this yeah. is just enough yeah. and now they've got Nazans in the team the guys you can feel that you can get behind because even if they're not going to score like you say Nazan had a couple of chances and he really still stopped. love him yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. but again he's he is just interesting he's different and again all of them look as if they're working really hard even Kellerman again in the St. Mary game who had as an absolute shocker. It was one of those ones. Like, and again, as you say, free hit for them. Yeah. Get your game at Celtic out of the way. Give them a go. See what happens. Maybe something daft happens. But all of them look as if they were absolutely running themselves into the ground for St. Minute. And again, that's all you need in this situation for them. And Dundee just don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for St. Johnson, though. They've obviously they've had a very rough yep. uh, patch recently. Obviously, they're confirmed the bottom six now, which is not where Tommy Wright would want to be, um, given his, his sort of previous record. Well, in a situation where he can relegate Dundee, and you're sure Tommy, <laughs> you're, you're sure Tommy Wright isn't exactly where he meant to be. <laughs> That's quite well made. Um, but no, it, it'll be a, a huge boost for them as well. Matty Kennedy get back on the score sheet yeah, as well. Yeah, smash and go. And obviously, really good to see Callum Hendry score. Um, his, his first league goal as well uh, obviously there's a lot of promise sort of surrounding yep. him as there often is with young St Johnson strikers obviously Chris mm. Kane was the last one he <laughs> <laughs> will score at the weekend now yeah. I've mentioned him I um, thought he looked alright from the, uh, from the highlights we're not doing it we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this I was going to say actually maybe leading into the mother again you can tell me if this is right or not but it feels like I know St Johnson, Motherwell and Livingston are all bottom six but it feels like there's a, quite a bit of positivity. Yeah. Sometimes you think maybe everyone in the bottom six there'd be more negatives than positives, but actually those three feels like 
they can kind of get away with it. Levy must be pushing themselves. The fact that, as you say, they're safe. They're in the bottom six, but up until this point, they were still in with a shout at top six. Yeah. Um, Motherwell, given how the first half of the season went, we'll we'll move on to Motherwell getting uh, gubbed by Aberdeen. At this point in the season, the fact that we go to Aberdeen and you lose 3-1, you lose your goalkeeper who's been brilliant, you bring in Rohan Ferguson who is about 10, I think, Mm. um, as your substitute goalkeeper, and you still come away away from the game going, it's fine. It's still, still reasonably positive. Uh, Richard takes ball through to yeah, Jake really Hasty. It's absolutely. I, I see somebody in Pine Ball upgraded it to a shrew ball um, and gave it. <laughs> I was like eight point eight point three out of ten. So yeah, absolutely yeah. sensational. It was stuff. Uh, just just that that goal. The, the touch from Hasty as well mm. um, was was absolutely sublime. The the, the only negative from other from the game is that uh, Stephen Robinson is continuing to speak in riddles in post match interviews. Um, as he explained that he, what was it, that we're not here to uh, to get people moves at this point in the season, we're here to win games of football. So again, given that we've got about 40 players out of contract, it's difficult to <laughs> it's difficult to judge which, who, who, who that's really directed at. Yeah. Uh, whether it's Hasty, despite the fact that his move to Rangers appears to be off. Yeah. Um, whether it's Gorin, because he wasn't in the team, I, I've, I've no idea. It could be any of many. It could be could be Maine, because he can't kick, kick his own arse from time to time. Yeah. I suppose that's you've not got much else to look forward to now, so at least if he's kind of giving you cryptic clues Unbelievable. about your transfer strategy. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the, the fact that we also have a guy called Usman Fanny at the club at the moment, <laughs> which is, I've got all the time with <laughs> Did you notice Sam Cosgrove for that first goal? I couldn't have been the only one that noticed. And what was it? I don't understand this reaction at all to the goal because obviously it was one of those uh, crosses that goes in, and it's one of those ones where there's no suggestion that he meant it. Like no one was was, uh, asking any questions about that. But Cosgrove puts his hands in his head in the sense of, I can't believe he's missed that. Like it it wasn't one of those, like, I'm amazed that he's that he's done that. Like yeah. it was, it was like, what has he done? Like it was the kind of it was the Chris Abelou kind of after the the Norway match. I think it was, it was so bizarre. I don't know what he was thinking. It looked more like he just sort of walked into a multi-story car park and completely forgot yeah. where his car was. Yeah. <laughs> his car's actually just burnt out. Yeah. Um, as well as that, we've got Niall McGinn who's back apparently. Uh, it appears so. Yeah. His second goal was yeah, tremendous again. Um, and yeah. He's quite, just, quite he's, something. He's always had that in him, and it's usually yeah. against Motherwell that he scores absolute worldies <laughs> as well. So it was yes. a matter of time. Uh, obviously, that that goal was closer towards the end of the game, but I was, yeah, I was like, yeah. it's gonna happen, yeah. and then it happened. Um, is uh, is Ferguson likely to stay in for the next couple? I don't. Of weeks, I, I've not. I've no idea what's happened with Gillespie because the I I went and found the the collision with uh, Cosgrove on uh, Y Scout just because I, I, mm. I hadn't seen it, so I had no idea. And it basically looks like a car crash. Right. Um, so I don't know if Gillespie's in one piece. Or really just... car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Gillespie's burnt out. Yes. Um, I do desperately hope that Mark Gillespie's okay because he's been terrific for us all season he's long. Been, he's been great, but it was a proper heavy one. Uh, yeah. You've got to hope it's just impact. But yeah, it, and, it and, and again, at this point in the season, we're safe. Nothing else really matters. Ideally, the higher you get, the more money you get. So that's fine. Yeah. But if Rowan Ferguson, if we're going to, if there's a time to play a youth goalkeeper, yeah, play yeah. Rowan Ferguson, see if he gets something about it. Also, it's, it's, that's the thing with Rowan Ferguson as well, with his, his time at Airdrie, he can have three great games yeah. in a row and then he'll chuck one in. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, obviously training full time with Motherwell since the start of the season should help him a lot. Mm-hmm. And as I say, like, it's. It's, neither neither, neither, neither goal he conceded he had there was anything he could do no, unless, he, unless, he, unless no. he grew 8 feet in, uh, in the, one uh, moment uh, it does give sub-editors a chance to potentially break out one of the lesser known Adam Sandler films don't mess with <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, really? 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Somebody, somebody please do or that. Or he fights someone. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd have him in a fight, by the way. The boy's yeah. massive. Yeah. And that leaves us Hibernian nil, Kilmarnock nil. Um, and the only thing I have to say about this is that mind when Kilmarnock signed Alex Bruce. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He was on the bench. Not good for him. Is <laughs> <laughs> that us? Uh, yeah. I, I, as I say, like I think Stephen Allen obviously had a shot from about ninety yards, which pulled out a save from the keeper, and Jordan Jones missed a one-on-one. Good magic, cool. right? Now that's out of the way, <laughs> uh, we'll get on to the important stuff. So Scottish football has been wild over the last couple of weeks, and we've had unbridled scenes on toast happening up and down the country. Whether it's been Highland Derby with furious managers and ludicrous challenges, or Mika Lustig's off-the-shoulder Oscar dress of an Oscar of a Celtic top. <laughs> Uh, so we thought that given we're coming to the end of the season and we've got the, just the one round of fixtures left and then the, the, the five split fixtures uh, we thought we'd discuss scenes we'd like to see between now and the end of the season so would somebody like to kick us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll go since we were talking about it earlier on in terms of the uh, battle at the bottom what I would like to see is over the next what, we get six weeks left yep. six fixtures left so over the next five fixtures what I would like to see is Hamilton getting no points St Mirren getting four points and Dundee getting six points. Mathematically, whether that's possible or not, I don't care. What I went to see certainly, is, certainly that sounds like it's it possible. Like it sounds possible. possible. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, because Hamilton ultimately aren't are losing to both Dundee and. Let's not think yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's not the point, really. Um, the point is that all of them are going to end up in twenty four points going into the final day of the season, and depending on uh, the time here, this the fixtures might be out, but. Hopefully in the last day of the season, the SPFL have organised for at least two of those teams to be playing each other. Uh, and then possibly with Dundee playing St. Johnson, uh, that would be a, that'd be fitting. That's what I would like to see. This is, without doubt, the worst set of final three teams, bottom three teams <laughs> in, well, certainly this decade. Yeah, because there's always been one team that's been really bad. Yeah, awful, like, yeah. yeah. But, but even then, there's only been... So assuming that the teams all get to... Hamilton's level, which is twenty four points. There's only one team in the last decade decade that's had a lower points tally, and they had fifteen points deducted. <laughs> I mean, they are garbage this season. <laughs> Absolutely garbage. Like every season, pretty much. It seems like I was having a look at it earlier on. Every second bottom place team seems to have somehow got thirty three points. If you go back to how yeah, twice yeah. thirty three, Thistle got thirty three last season. Um, so Marin have previously had 33 so that seemed to be like you'll get in the playoffs with 33 points none of those three teams are ever getting anywhere near 33 points this season and I would love for an absolute shite fest last weekend of the season (laughs) where they're just duking it out they're all terrible and I would I would love it if that happens I just I just I wouldn't like nothing better to be simulcast and like Two channels, so you can watch both games at the same time. A great big shit fest. Aye, absolutely. Everyone moving the the bedroom TV into the living room so you can watch both of them at the same time (laughs) and enjoy none of it. No, I know. Your bedroom TV, you fucking (laughs) (laughs) I've got two two living rooms now. (laughs) Uh, I'll jump in. I I just want more Neil Lennon. More uh, Neil Lennon. More, yeah. Le- more Neil Lennon. So to me, either angry or happy. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, to me, Neil Lennon is the is the likable face of Celtic that I can get on board with, in a way that I certainly I never really particularly warmed to Brendan Rodgers and his sort of Clyde Tunnel shite and all his mm-hmm. fake tan and fake teeth and all the bollocks. However, Neil Lennon either snarling in people's faces or running up and down touchlines is just box office. And Celtic are in a really weird position just now where. 
he needs them to be really good. Yeah, he needs them to go and storm the rest of the league so that he gets the job because he wants the job, of course. Um, and then you, in the midst of that as well, you've got that sort of weird halfway that Lee Griffiths is just now as well, mm. which is going to be a story between now and the end of the season. Griffiths is now back in training with Celtic, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he'll be eased back into the team at some point as well. So with the league completely sewn up, um, you've got the, the only sort of potential for drama for Celtic is you've got a, a Scottish Cup semi-final against Aberdeen, which if there's going to be drama, is going to be there because Neil Lennon at, on Cup semi-finals at Hamden against anybody has always got a potential for something happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially, whatever happens, I just want more Neil Lennon. I want more Neil Lennon things. And the time that he's been at Celtic, he's been there for four games, five games now. I five think. games have Um Twice he's run all the way down the touchline. And the old fun <laughs> game, just running down the touchline, realising where he was and just grabbing those ball boys to be like, yes, lads. <laughs> yeah, scored a goal. This is brilliant. <laughs> or at Dundee, where he ran the whole length of the pitch to grab the corner flag like a, like a shite Elvis impersonator yeah, yeah. and start. Yeah. I, brilliant. I kind of wish. The- it was a lot closer because yeah. I think peak Neil Lennon is stressed Neil Lennon like when when so those times that he's run up and down yeah. is because he's ultra stressed probably because there's not much to play for apart from the cup games we might be denied that but I, I, but I do hope it happens the flip side of that is that he's got a lot of time to think yeah, about things so he's got a lot of time yeah, yeah. like I imagine I, in my head I imagine he kind of plans little things like yeah, if I, this happens I'm going to do this yeah, and it's going to be great because everybody does yeah. everyone does that players do that managers do that everybody does that so He's going to have a lot of time to think about it and I'm really excited mm. as to what, what that's going to be. Whether it's, I don't know, trying to crowd surf in the Green Brigade or something, but just anything along those lines. <laughs> just at the, end, at the end of the season, just jumps into the crowd and they just pass him up and down the, the standing <laughs> section. I honestly could see that happening. Like, yeah. I genuinely could see that happening. And yeah. then and then while he's halfway up the stand with getting lifted on people's hands, they just announce over the tannoy that he's not actually getting the job. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... <laughs> Thanks for your work, Lennon. Uh, you just let yourself out the back. <laughs> ah, huge fan of that. Um, I would like to see Alfredo Morelos get sent off again. <laughs> I really, I, I, I really thought great. about this. Just, uh, I, I, I would just love it. Like, not for like two bookings or like time wasting or something. Like a proper Morelos sending mm. off. I want him to lash out at. Graham Schnee or something <laughs> just go absolutely mental uh, and just for that to happen again just to see what Gerard's reaction would be this time yeah, and see what the fans reaction would be this time because yeah. obviously he sent out his, his weird apology statement on Twitter and the Rangers fans were like I can't stay mad at you oh, was he not I, you like Alfredo somebody, I was like, reading the thing saying that he'd been on Colombian radio essentially blaming everybody else but himself <laughs> so much <laughs> no, if, if Manilas gets sent off again I, I think that is that that would be peak Alfredo I think he yeah. probably will leave in the summer to be honest I think Rangers might look for I think he's had enough I think he's had a wonderful wee holiday in Scotland <laughs> and now he's like hey, I'm away lads not as nice as Eduardo Herrera but no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I think he's still in the boozer on Saucy Hulls to be honest with you he's now off to another castle <laughs> <laughs> he's now playing for a pub team um, <laughs> But no, Morelos to get oh, sent off again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Morelos to get sent off again would be uh, yeah. would be it, wonderful. It'd be good if he ever came back, especially if it was like last day of the season. But then Rangers or somebody like Motherwell sign him in six or seven years' time. Is, is, and he's still got a pending five game suspension. For I, the think, start I think it's season. an absolute inevitability. You know, you know, you get these guys like um, who's the uh, the Celtic winger, the the one that was absolutely garbage but came back and scored. Uh, oh god his name's, name's totally uh, playing, playing for Celtic playing against Celtic a Scandinavian guy um, oh, had a, a big massive beard and his name is totally escaping um, oh, uh, Berget Berget 
Belgium, and then he came back and put them out in the Europe. Yeah, yeah. There's inevitability that at some point in the next five to ten years, Celtic or Rangers or Hibs in a qualifying round or something are going to draw a team that Alfredo Morelos plays for, and he'll get sent off. Yeah, and he'll do so again. He'll do so. The build-up to it will be massive, and he'll either come back and get put off in the first fifteen minutes, or he'll score about seven. Oh, it's prime time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, do you want my, do you want my yeah. second one? Um, I'll, I had a, a quick Celtic one, which was I hope there's one game. I, I'll go with my main one, but I hope there's one Celtic game where the disco lights go in the blink and they're on all game. <laughs> Imagine that. They're just like there's just pockets of the ground like lit up at certain points, so it's like a kind of ninety minute spot the ball contest. Like, you don't know where what's happening apart from in the very specific rectangle that the lights currently shining. It's off a penalty taker. <laughs> Blinded. Uh, I would like it if uh, if they started going mental, but then the goal was given offside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when when goal music comes on randomly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, yeah. So that was my quick one. Um, what I would like is a good Edinburgh derby. Like, so not, it, would be, it would be a real novelty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's my total bugbear as a supporter of neither team that. Edinburgh derbies are fucking terrible. Yeah, like, I, I can't be a part of this because I, I get too tense yeah. whilst watching it. <laughs> I actually watch aye, the quality aye, of the aye. game. That's, that's fair enough. Like, um, if you're a fan, yeah. you're discounted yeah, for yeah. that. But as a neutral, Rubbish. they're garbage. Aye. Aye. Like, like, seven out of the last ten have had at most a goal in them. And that's not good enough from a derby. No. Like, there's been like one 2 2 draw, and that was recently in the last few years, and that was the when Rahibs came back in the cup with yeah. 10 minutes to go and but even when you compare it to stuff like the Highland Derby yeah, yeah. which is all I'm not sure a smaller fixture or less people there but is so hyper local that every everybody there will you'll run into every player in the pub after the game as well so it has that it has yeah. that real familiarity to it in a way that Edmund Derby to a degree has as well I think in the last year and a half what you've seen is Neil Lennon getting his troops well up for it like Mm. well up for it and then Craig Levine getting his well up for it like they're both well up yeah. for it and then they basically just crash together nobody then, wants that nobody's yeah. going to lose aye it's, they both want to win so much yeah. but at the same time like, it's just yeah. too but it, it's like they, yeah they just cancel each other out it was the same in the championship all those games were really hyped and then just nothing would happen it would be yeah. just some sort of midfield slugfest yeah. where there's no shots in target all game yeah. and it like kind of peters out with like maybe somebody will have scored a penalty or like a deflected goal. They're, they're, given the the hype to actual quality ratio must be the highest of any game in Scottish football. Yeah. Like they're still hyped to probably second to the old firm game, like and they just never deliver. Whereas the old firm, to be fair, is delivered. In, in one way or another, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want, I, they might not all be close games, but like there's good storylines out of the nothing happening. The last there. reasonable derby was this time last year when yeah. Hibs won 2 1. Yeah. Yeah. Hibs brought it back to 1 each and Naismith scored. That was just because there was more than one goal. Yeah. 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 I think that was acceptable. But yeah, no, they, they are drab. That, yeah. that, that perfectly uh, smooths into mine, which is uh, am I alone in being buzzing to see what happens between Heckingbottom and Levine? And this is kind of a unique scenario for Heckingbottom because he's only been in the job for a few months. Yeah. Um, and now he's got two Edinburgh derbies almost back to back. Um, and there'll be another one after mm. the split, so it's going to be at most five games away from the first <laughs> yeah. one. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see how that dynamic plays out. In that, as we said before, Lennon and Levine are really good dynamic in terms of wound each other up. And this is scenes we're going to see this week yeah. at some point, and Levine's going to say something. And I'm really intrigued to see how Heckingbottom responds to that. I'll be totally honest, I don't know a huge amount about mm. him. I'm, I don't not, know. I'm not sure Levine will say something uh, after Hart's got. 
body yeah. than midweek, to be honest. Uh, but then if, he, if he says anything, it'll be after the game. But I think, like... But then again, after if he says it after the game, and they, if Hearts win, for example, and he says something, some sort of nip at him, like, there's Hearts class or something along those lines, then there's going to be another Edinburgh derby mm. in, like, three weeks' time. So, yeah. again, that's going to roll on over that period of time because, again, the league is done. Um, once the Scottish Cup fixtures are out of the way, there's nothing else. Yeah. So it's just going to roll over for sort of two or three weeks, particularly if Hearts win the Scottish Cup semi-final, so it immediately becomes the next thing, is the next Edinburgh derby. And the Edinburgh Press is just going to keep rolling with this and keep asking Heckingbottom, keep asking Levine, and it's just going to go back and forth. I think Heckingbottom seems like a, a very sound guy, <coughs> I yeah. think, uh, with the media and stuff like that. So I reckon he's the sort of guy that would probably just like bring Craig Levine cupcakes or something. He does look like, ah, you're all right. He does but look then like actually, the, the underlying issue is he's trying to give him another heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's sabotage. I, I don't he know. does um, look like a bobblehead. He does. <laughs> he does. Nothing about his face makes any sense. No, the, scale, like the, the it, scale of it's all wrong. It looks like he's been photoshopped on badly. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really want, I, I just want, a, a, I want to see an Edinburgh derby with like a bit of snide before yeah. it. And then I want like Stephen Naismith on the bench for no reason other than to just go to the edge of the technical area and be a bit of a dick or Aye. go and warm up, which is essentially him walking very slowly Aye. and just throwing snide at Marciano or something for no, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Essentially like having a reserve goalkeeper on the bench, but it's actually just Stephen Naismith to be yeah. a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, big fan. Yeah. Um, scenes I'd like to see before the end of the season is for our bros to actually just win the fucking league. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Jesus, like it's been done for ages. Can you just officially do it? Get the champagne out and that. Like it's doing my head in now because every time I look at the league, I'm like, right, they're still 13 points ahead, <laughs> <laughs> as they have been for so long, and still oh, nothing man. is official. Um, yeah, I, I, it's I, the slowest coronation I think I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> just, I. It is weird, like, as the as a supporter of the team come behind them, like, we gave up in hope in the league literally months December? ago. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, after we beat them, and it looked like we might have a chance, literally the following week, I was like, nah, that's us done. Uh, yeah. And that was, that was pretty much January, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. They've, it's like they're, they're doing that thing that happens once you've won the league and just kind of going into cruise control, yeah. getting ready for your holidays, but haven't actually won it yet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really starting to annoy me. Like, I just want to see the, I just want to see the wee letter C and their name highlighted mm-hmm. in yellow. That's I, all I, want to see. I have something which actually links well to that as well, which is I want to see Dick Campbell on an open top bus. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea whether our brother Villar had an open top bus. I presume having an open top bus in our broth is not advised because you'll freeze to death. <laughs> you'll get um, blown off the top of it. <laughs> well, this is it. Like Dick Campbell on an open top bus. That bonnet. Oh, where's, the, where's that bonnet? Is he spending the whole time holding it? The bonnet's is he, gone. Ian holds it for him. Has he got, has he got a chin strap for it? Like, <laughs> What's the solution here? Like, like a pink helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. But this is, what, this is what I desperately want to see is I want to see Dick Campbell our broth winning the league title and Dick Campbell on an open top bus with just a bunch of Arnold Roth players looking at him being like, what the fuck is going on here, lads? And then the continually terrifying picture, which is Ian O standing right beside him as well, and just be there's two of you. <laughs> There's not enough is made of this. Yes. I um, so yeah, a whole load of pictures with like, about 40 SNS photographers on the bus taking pictures of Dick Campbell on an open-top bus is what I want to see. All for it. Yeah. All for it. Um, just really very selfishly, I would, just in a really quick one, I would quite like to see... Uh, Brechin and Stranraer getting relegated in League One and Edinburgh City and uh, I'm going to say Clyde purely on a location basis on a geographical basis League One is fucking rubbish <laughs> and, and I know I can't get too many games at the moment but it's like, all of a, the games are on Angus they're on Angus <laughs> so if you get rid of Brechin you get rid of Arbroath you get rid of Stranraer which is not Angus but like the equivalent of Angus the other way like <laughs> 
just like get shot at them for like decent central belt teams who like it's it's easy to get. Are you just like, assuming you're staying in League One? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, we are definitely staying in League One, like because we're we're going to be up against probably like Falkirk or Thistle or Queens if we even get to the final of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're in League One. So I'd rather at least um you know. Give us something that's a bit easier to get to the next season. And I think I speak for Sean as well when I say it, because I feel like he's been in Angus every second week. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny that you say that, because uh, one of my points here is I'd like Clyde to be deducted more points just for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, the, that was my problem with that, because I would also rather that happen. They're just they're, they're handier than Annan. Just like, like that, so, yeah. SPFL, and it's like, yeah, that's a six-point deduction <laughs> for Clyde. Why is that? <laughs> Just cause. It was good the last time. Like, it was some laugh. I have a League Two one as well. Um, which, uh, Can they just give like Albin Rovers an extra three points? Actually, no, give them to Berwick this time and just, like, just, just balance just, out. Yeah. Just balance out. Albin Rovers now think they're safe and think again. I want previous Clyde wins to whoever's bottom. <laughs> It's a trade-off of like, a, it's like a similar sort of thing of just uh, fitting actual trapdoors in the Albion Rovers pitch. Yeah. You just don't tell anybody. Somebody's running down the right wing and you just falls through the trapdoor. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, I've got another League 2 in which as well, which is uh, Peter had to chuck it again. Aye. Yeah. Um, so just because their ability to not win League 2 is, is, is truly unsurpassed. Yeah. Um, so I want a situation where they end up in the playoffs uh, against Stenhouse Muir. Yep. Yep. In the playoff final. Yeah. Because then they'll fucking lose again. Aye. And Stenny will win again. And again, Telfer can predict it like three weeks ahead of time and be like, yeah, Stenny are going to beat Peterhead in the playoffs. And everyone <laughs> yeah. will look at him and go, all right, I mean, that's a bold claim, but I'm, I'm sure it'll work out. And yeah. then it will. Aye. And Mick Dunlop will end up scoring own goals for Peterhead and all that's win the game for Stenny. <laughs> and uh, McAnally will stay in his job. Yep. Yeah. McAnally will keep his job. <laughs> I picture him with all the burning stuff yes. behind him. Yeah. That, that's the exact meme for that situation. Just smiling away. Uh, I've got I've got one more. I've got, yeah. any, yeah. to, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, uh, go on, you go. Uh, I want uh, Steve Clark's revenge to kick into gear. Nice. Um, Kelly, have a, it's, it's difficult to say they've had a bad spell because they're still four, thumb, third, third. Joint, I think yeah. they're the same points as Aberdeen. They're, the same yeah. as Aberdeen. they're yeah. still doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what I want is I want Kelly to go unbeaten in the top six. Um, I want Steve Clark to do no press about mm. it whatsoever. I want him to do a proper LeBron James <laughs> zero dark 30 and just cease to do it altogether and ignore it. I just say, I'm not doing it. I just walk in or do and just stand up and say, I'm only here so I don't get fined, something along these lines. Um, and I don't, think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm alone in assuming that Clark will be leaving Kelly at the end of the season. Um, but if he's going to do it, I want him to settle every score that he's had, which coincidentally are kind of against all of the top six teams. So I want him to go and play Aberdeen Rangers, Celtic, Hearts and Hibs and take 15 points I like the off thought, all of them. I like the thought of Steve Clark leaving the scenes of each of these crimes mm, yeah. uh, like a, a gangster baddie in a film just in the back of a blacked out limousine. The shot sort of pans round and the window goes up for his face, just staring at the, the decimation that he's left behind him. Uh, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be all for that. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd Kelly, Kelly taking Kelly take 15 points out of five games and just absolutely laying yeah. waste to the top six. Aye, that'd be great. I'd, I'd just finish in second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially, and then just walking out the door, literally dropping a mic. Yeah. Um, or just clo- doing, doing a nice social video of just closing the door mm. and then walking off. Brilliant. Absolutely all for it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's us. That's, that's all of our scenes we want to see. Certainly so is. we will have a, a quick return of a classic. Do me a solid. Yes. 
Um, so we'll run through these so we'll get all we've got four here so we'll try and blast through them in the next ten minutes mm-hmm. so you need someone to defend Scottish football fans against the depiction by police as media, police and media as mindless thugs which footballer do you put forward for an interview in Sky Sports News so I think that uh, the police and the media are never going to stop uh, I, I, no one could convince them otherwise so I think just double the fuck down and go for Derek <laughs> Ryder and Lee Griffiths <laughs> Just aye, those songs were fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> with, with, with official spokesperson Gary O'Connor. <laughs> exactly. Those songs were fine, guys. It's all right. We're allowed to sing that. It's all right. Get Ian Durant in as well. <laughs> just, just absolutely double down because it's not, it's not going to stop. It's not no, going to change. No. Um, the, aye, the tide is very much gone on that one. So, yeah. yeah. I think double down, just make it a laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of went the same way. I was going for Bobby Barr or Doug Imbri. Just... <laughs> I mean, just as people who are just, they're so used to abuse that they're like, it doesn't phase them. So that's yeah. the type of person you want. What are you making a big fucking deal about it? Like, we get it literally all the time. Like, it's fine. So I would, I would just go. Grow up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I doubled down on, on my, uh, my final scenes I like to see with Steve Clark and just him sitting there silently. Yeah. Just people asking questions and not mm. saying a thing, just looking back at them until they give up. Yeah, is um, in the back of a limousine. No, no, he's just, <laughs> just sitting in front of sitting in front of his Landbrokes board, quite happily sitting there, just asking questions. I'm just looking back, not saying anything, just looking back with that withering look that he does very well. Just yeah, when he leans forward on his elbows. Yeah, just, and they just keep asking the questions until they're forced to face their own mind. Yeah, and mm. then realise that <laughs> <laughs> he forces people to face the inside of their own head. Exactly. <laughs> So at that point, they realised that actually, you know, kind of, he might have a point. He said nothing, but he's kind of resolved this as an issue. Steve Clark encourages loneliness. <laughs> so okay. uh, if you needed someone to convince a bunch of people to vote for you, who would you ask? Uh, Timothy Weir. He's a great hype man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Aye. No, yeah. uh, have you seen how enthusiastic he is about everything yes. that he does? What a hype man mm. he is. Honestly, like he scored a goal against St Johnston and he was thumping the badge <laughs> of the camera, going into the fans even when he hadn't scored just previously. He goes absolutely mental about everything. Yeah. I reckon he's the guy I want on my side. I'll okay. sign him from Celtic. And that'll be it. Yeah. He's, probably, he's probably got some experience as well of camp, running campaigns. Like, I, well, I don't know if he ran his dad's campaign, to be fair. Sure but he probably had some involvement. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've gone for Brian Loudrup. As the only man mm. that can unite Scottish football on anything, <laughs> essentially, because yeah. no, nobody, nobody in Scottish football, dis- or nobody in Scotland dislikes Brian Loudrop. Because even if you, even if even if you are the biggest Celtic Celtic fan, yeah. and you look at him, Brian Loudrop was still dead handsome, he was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. You can you can make the joke about he's not the best footballer, he's he's, he's Moses, but again, you still know it's Brian Loudrop, and you still know it's mm. fine. Yeah, yeah. I went for Andy. <clears throat> to Andy's Andy Cosadine or Andy Halliday just they're dead loyal aren't they like they'll just you know in, in slightly different ways but they're <laughs> but they are really loyal like if you want somebody to really bang home that message for you like you want somebody who yeah. you, you can trust to do it like the John McDonald's of the in fact no that's not true because John McDonald's the guy who's running things oh, no. and I don't trust Andy I don't think Andy Halliday Andy Halliday's, a, a, full, so a, Andy Halliday's a fully signed up member of the, lo- the Loyal Navy so it's alright yeah. um <laughs> Andy Halliday would be the guy that gets arrested for egging the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which person associated with Scottish football would you would you want to take control of Britain's Brexit strategy? Again, I've looked at this backwards, so make it so bad <laughs> mm. that it just stops 
Uh, and I've gone for John Hughes <laughs> taking interim charge of the Brexit strategy for the last couple of months of the season, blaming, can, social, can, bl- blaming social media for it all going wrong. Can Brexit be relegated? That's <laughs> <laughs> the last day of the season. <laughs> oh, In uh, the last minute, Article 50 has been revoked. You will never see scenes like this again. Yeah, no, I'm over. Kit, kit man in to do the pre Brexit talk. <laughs> Kitman is speaker of the house. Off the night, other MPs for square goes and stuff. Uh, I've gone for I've gone for Fergus McCann uh, just to get the bonnet on it on the basis that Fergus McCann does not give the slightest fuck about your allegiances, your feelings, your opinions, or anything else. Yeah, he just gets all your money, fixes it, (laughs) fixes it, and then leaves with a bunch of money. Like, so ultimately, we'll be better off at the end of it. Mm. He'll be better off at the end of it, and no one will understand it. Are you saying that Fergus McCann is essentially a successful pyramid scheme? Yes. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> makes money and so does he. Yeah. And like, again, Fergus McCann came into Celtic, sorted everything out, built a new stadium, left with loads of money. Celtic were better off at the end of it. Everybody got mm. more money out of it. Nobody really understands how. But I feel that that's the best solution to this, just by a case of, right, sort it. All right. What do I need to do? Just do what I tell you, and then everyone will be better off. Fine. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Doesn't mean getting booed either. Aye. <laughs> on that note, uh, uh, Jim Farry. He's the kind of. On that note. I know. I mean, rest in peace. But he very much the Theresa May of his day, and that he literally just took Hunter's a shite, and it didn't seem to bother him. So, like, if <laughs> the ghost of Jim Farry. <laughs> Oh, RIP in peace. You're a daft squaddy who's out in Afghanistan doing target practice. Which SBFL personality would you like to have as a target? <laughs> this is this is probably on the nose. Like this one, this one's definitely much. problematic. Do you want me to do my safe one and then you guys can decide whether? Yeah, go for I it. I think mine are pretty safe. Aye. So I've picked one of either Michael Halloran, John Sutton, or Xander Diamond. Can you guess the link between those three? No. They've all got big square faces. And <laughs> as somebody who can't shoot anything, I would want the biggest possible The biggest square so You, you went for exactly the same as me, right. uh, but not the personnel. I went for right. Paul Payton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specifically, yeah. Paul Payton's chin. <laughs> Paul Payton's jaw. Also, right, you're going to save money on paper for that because it feels like you're filling the whole thing. Aye. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, perfectly yeah. rectangular so yeah. you're filling the whole thing. Uh, I went for a, a slightly different route. So <laughs> I went. <laughs> I have a good reason for it. So right, it's okay. Right, so right. I essentially went for the combined teams of Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle, and Ross County. <laughs> and there is a reason for this. And let me tell you for why. And watching the Highland Derby, it struck me that the Highlands has the highest concentration of odd looking footballers in the country, for my money. So you've got Kenny van der Weg, uh, the boy Rooney. Is he? He's terrifying looking. <laughs> he looks like he's. He looks like a character at the Beano. Essentially, you chuck in uh, Mark Richards, Cole yeah. Donaldson. They are all very unique looking people. Yeah. They all look yeah. very Tremarco in there as well. Tremarco who looks like some like some plasticine mm. you've left out the tub for too long. <laughs> Marcus Fraser looks like the drummer of a band you'll never go and see. <laughs> <laughs> all but they all look. They're just really interesting mm. and. Some might say terrifying people. 
Well, Kenny Van Der Vick, yes. Yes, right. Kenny yeah. Van Der Vick. So what you, if you're doing target practice, what you want is scary faces. So if you're going to have scary... <laughs> so I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's how the army do it. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie out there, like. well, it's, it's, you're looking at zombies, you're looking at terrifying things because you want to be combat ready for terrifying <laughs> things. So, just a bunch of scary, scary faces. Smashing. Just to point out, I don't want to shoot any of them. No, 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 no not in the slightest yeah, at all. We went for uh, aye, yeah, um, any, 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 any legal concerns, pass them on to Craig Fowler. <laughs> um, but yes, I think that's, that's our show for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, we're Again, uh, the show that's inspired, the TV show that's inspired by this podcast will again be on a Friday night at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm at 1.35am on BBC One Scotland as yep. well. Is it after a classic film this week? It's after Rain Man. Super. <laughs> actually, it's after a classic yeah, film this I, week. I've never actually seen Rain Man either. Goodness me. So what a better time. So yeah, again, that will be on uh, BBC Scotland at 11 o'clock and at... 1.35am on BBC One Scotland and then it's on iPlayer for 7 days indeed uh, so once again we're as always available on te- on Twitter and Facebook and email and various other things I presume you can find us if you can't if you're listening to us um, as I said any legal concerns to Craig Fowler uh, thank you very much Andy thank you thank you very much Robert thank you thank you very much Graham Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.